Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. In this episode, we're chatting with multi-talented Loris student John Quinn about his Loris experience, as well as a new documentary he recently released about his mother. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and as I mentioned, I'm joined by John Quinn. Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so hope things are going well for you. I'm just a transition from a online semester to now kind of stay at home summer. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, the transition for the most part was pretty smooth. Um, I was one of the last to leave campus because I was a resident advisor. Um, but the transition for the most part was really smooth. Uh, all the professors really kind of went above and beyond. and uh you know the the quality and being able to still finish all the projects to like the quality that was expected when we were on campus you know is kind of an accomplishment of its own i think so good so i'm glad things are going smooth and i mean i just want to look back so now you've just finished your third year entering your senior year at loris and you already have a really long list of activities and, and achievements you know your time already so you mentioned you're a resident advisor you're also an honor student you're the executive editor of the Lorian. You're also one of the award-winning members of the Media Studies program. You're a photographer. You're a videographer, documentarian. I may end up using all of our time, the recording, just kind of go <laughs> listening through everything that you do right now. But um, so I, I guess my first question is, when do you when are you going to find some ambition? Where do I find ambition? <laughs> when? I mean, clearly you don't have oh. any. <laughs> You know, I guess sometimes I wait around in my room until uh, an opportunity comes knocking and yeah. then, then I might answer. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> you, but you clearly, you've got a lot of internal drive. Is that, is that like a family trait or is that something you just, you're just restless and just kind of need to be doing something? Uh, well, I guess like I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So my dad tried to start up his own business a couple of years ago um, with his technological ideas. Um, my mom has a family business, which is a preschool. Uh, my oldest brother is a balloon entertainer and he owns that business. And so pretty much every time or every day while we were growing up, um, we always had something to do, whether it was with working or cleaning the house and doing chores. But, you know, we, we were not expected to just sit down and, you know, watch Netflix all day. So uh, I guess whenever I have like a, a day off or something, I kind of re think about like, I feel like I should be doing something, you know? <laughs> Uh, and so I, I guess I just like to keep myself busy and uh, I, I always like to try and ex experience as much as I can, you know, I'm kind of like a sponge. I try to absorb as much life as I can. So where are you right now? So your hometown is where? Yes, I'm in Kenosha, Wisconsin right now, uh, which is about 40 minutes south of Milwaukee uh, and about an hour away from Chicago. So kind of like that midpoint. Okay, and so what was it that attracted you to Loris College? Can we get you across the state and into Iowa? Yeah, uh, well, originally I was looking for a really strong English program because I thought I wanted to be a, a writer, um, but ultimately that's a lot of reading and writing, so I kind of drew more attention to the media studies program. Um, but 
in high school, I was actually a volleyball player. And it's a crazy story because one of my friends went and toured uh, the campus of Loris College. And then she texted me saying like, hey, the volleyball coach was trying to reach you and wants you to come out to a tour. And I think you would really like the campus. And I was like, oh, okay. And sure enough, I checked my email because back in high school, no one checked their email. <laughs> and so I checked my email and sure enough, there's an a email from head coach Jeremy Thornburg um inviting me to campus uh for volleyball and the moment i got on campus and i started looking around i kind of envisioned myself like already in the classrooms learning already practicing on uh, the floor of the awc you know and it was kind of just like already home even though i haven't even been there for more than a day yet um and so that's kind of what brought me to loris but then i I think the media studies and the English programs, you know, that's kind of what made me, uh, I don't want to say stay, but I, that's kind of what made me fell in love even more with Loris that I didn't even know was possible, you know, because the professors there are so fantastic. Uh, all the curriculum is very hands-on and you're learning tons. Um, you know, it, I think it's just like an overall, probably one of the best media studies programs uh, or communications department, like, in the whole Midwest, I think, because compared to some of my other friends who are may go to a different school in the in the region or in the country, they're not getting the hands-on experience that I am, you know. And they're seeing the stuff I'm creating, and they're like, "Oh, we didn't even get a chance to do a project like that yet," you know. We're still doing book work, mm -hmm. um, and so really, just the opportunities and the hands-on of, of the programs are uh, is fantastic. You know, I owe them pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> So, and you're also, you know, in addition to that, you're involved in the honors program. So what's, can you talk about your, your honors program, the project that you guys are working on right now? Yeah, I know uh, from high school, I was an honors student. And so it kind of made sense to me to go into the honors program. And uh, currently I'm part of the uh, voters registration education group. And so with that, our main goal is to increase voter registration and education. So pretty much get more people out there to vote. Um, and we're focusing on the younger demographics. So like high schoolers, you know, from ages 18 to 24, I believe in the last, in 2016, in the last election, only like 32% showed out to vote who are all actually eligible. So it was like a fairly low turnout. Um, and so ultimately with that statistic, we were like, we have to at least try and do something, you know, this is our project. Uh, and so we're planning on, or we were planning on doing care packages at the in the spring to all the local high schools. Um, but with COVID, that kind of changed our plans a little bit. And so we're planning to distribute those in the fall. Uh, the idea is hopefully everything will be back to normal. Everybody will be, or somewhat normal, back on campus. You know, I'm sure there'll be a few restrictions. Um, but ultimately, we'd be able to distribute those packages and hopefully increase uh, voter turnout in the upcoming election yeah that'd be fantastic so good luck with that um but and hopefully hopefully the pandemic doesn't kind of put too much restriction on and kind of let you guys do do what you want to do and get that out yeah fingers crossed one of our uh group members was actually a senior this year and so she graduated and so now there's one of us or one less of us but uh you know she left a, a, a pretty good uh game plan to go off of so yeah. We're in pretty good shape so far. Good. So, and then 
Yeah, you don't have anything else to do. So are you the uh, editor of the Lorian? So you get yeah. to so you get to do some of the re the the writing and editing. And for how's that how's that going for you so far? That's going pretty good. Um, I became the executive editor in January. Uh, since the previous executive editor uh, decided to study overseas, and so ultimately I decided to fill those shoes. And I really wanted to kind of take the try to take the paper to a new level, you know. And so with that, I tried. Uh, a couple editing and writing workshops. Um, our advisor this semester was fantastic. He was above, he went above and beyond to help the students. And I really do think that the writing and the editing overall improved from not just me, but the entire staff. Mm -hmm. um, and it really kind of turned the whole thing into a really good learning experience for everyone. Um, and so, unfortunately, also with COVID, we didn't get to publish all of our issues, but we were able to publish I think it was three three or four issues before the before we had to leave campus and honestly I think the last issue is something that the entire staff is really proud of because mm. uh, we were able to push out a 12-page edition uh, before everybody got to leave campus and so we actually went and picked up the paper so that we could get it a day early and distribute it out uh, pretty much as families were coming in and uh, picking up you know, their kids and bringing them home. And so, you know, a couple of people were able to take a Lorian with them to learn about what all that, uh, all that's happening on the campus. Cause you know, a lot, it, it did happen fairly quick, but uh, we were able to try and document that as best we can and give people a little sense of what's going on and what's going to be happening looking forward. So. Yeah. And, and it turned out really nice. And actually just a, a quick note, um, anybody who's interested can go to my Duhawk. Is it myduhawk.com, and you can find you can find the latest issue of all the issues actually of the Lorian there, and, and definitely definitely take a take a take a look because it's it's definitely worth reading. Definitely, yeah. We have all of our issues are up uh, on myduhawk, and then there's a link where you, if you click on the Lorian, it will take you to issue, and then you can see all the the layouts that we did of every paper, and that goes back several years. Probably I want to say maybe 2011. And so I, we have a lot of issues on online. So yeah, definitely take a look at that. Yeah. Well, and then that leads then to you know the big thing. You're kind of your bread and butter right now, which is the media studies. You touched on it a little bit, but so what have you? So you you're doing work with LCTV. Yes, I'm doing some work with LCTV. Um, I know last semester I was working for him for my practicum uh, class, and that I was the sports anchor or. Yeah, sports acre and uh, excuse me, sports pr producer. Goodness, there's so many titles I get thrown around. I'm trying to remember all of them. Uh, but I was the sports producer for the news segment or the news show, and so um, I would be going out, getting highlights of all the sporting events happening on campus. And uh, Connor Tui was actually helping me out too. He was my right hand man, um, and Honestly, it's, it's been a blast with that. Um, even now, I'll be offering to help out just because I love the atmosphere that it creates. Um, so every now and, then, now and again, I'll either be a director or a technical director. Uh, among the other things that you obviously, in addition to LCTV, I mean, you're, you're a photographer and then yeah. do a lot of video work. So what, what is the one thing that you really like the best of all these things that you're doing? What is it that you're just like, you know what? 
that's tough. Honestly, like I want to do everything, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've kind of had a fair share of going all over the place, you know, doing either dirty work, you know, over the summer doing like field operations and cleaning up a baseball park all the way up to, you know, being a director or something of a short film or a documentary. And so I don't know, I guess it just depends on my mood. on what I like the best at the time. Um, I guess if it's sunny out, I like to be more hands-on out there and uh, trying to maybe take some photos. Um, I know last year wedding photography was a favorite of mine uh, just because I got out there and there's a sense of urgency and a little bit of pressure where, you know, you got to get that shot. Otherwise, you know, you may not deliver or the client may not be happy or something. So um, I, I, I like that, but I think if I had to pick one, I think video would probably be my favorite now just because there's so much you can do with video. Um, and there's so much to learn from video too, you know, mm-hmm. actually it's, it, it's almost like a blessing and a curse because whenever I turn on a movie, I start critiquing it right away, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's honestly, uh, it's kind of, it's just probably one of my favorite, uh, things to do. Honestly, like this summer I was planning on just starting up and filling up content on my YouTube channel. Um, whether it's just with talking about camera gear or, uh, you know, what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, you know, but I, it's just, I just love the process of, you know, producing content and putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and speaking of that, that that's perfect. You talked about what you did on this last Thursday, you released uh, your first documentary. I don't first, but a, <laughs> a, a wonderful documentary called Mrs. Quinn. I, can you talk, talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And so that's, that's actually a story that uh, was very close to my heart. Um, You know, everybody loves their mom, or at least I hope everyone loves their mom. Uh, Because I do. And, uh, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of the stories that she told. And, you know, she shared a lot of her experiences. And I felt, you know, I was always inspired. And whenever I got down on myself, or whenever there was something that you know, I was dragging my feet a little bit. My mom would tell me a story about what happened, you know, when she was younger or one of her work experiences. And just hearing her story and how she persevered was pretty much enough to get me out of that rut. And I felt that her story uh, was, it should be shared, you know. And so obviously she's one who's also very shy. So it was very difficult trying to get her all on camera to tell her stories. Um, but ultimately she did and she agreed. And, um, you know, I, I thought her story was, you know, one that could inspire others, you know, to even make the smallest change in the world, uh, for the better, you know, the smallest change is still change. Um, and honestly, especially in times like these with all the protests going on in the black lives matter movement, um, it, it, it's kind of ironic timing with how this documentary came out because, you know, those issues have always been present, but, um, you know, this almost kind of like reinforced the stock release of the documentary almost reinforced it, uh, because I started making the documentary in February, uh, before any protests or anything happened like that. But, um, yeah, Mrs. Quinn is honestly probably one of the most, it's like a mixture of a passion project that I got credit for, you know? Um, So, but it's something, it's a story I always wanted to tell. 
and I'm just happy I was able to to do it and I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it so like I'm glad that it's doing well <laughs> Great, yeah so you just released that it would have been from the time that we're recording this would have been last Thursday which would have been June 4th so so the initial 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 response has been positive and yeah honestly like I was <laughs> I'm I was telling myself I wouldn't do this but I was checking the views uh, for most of the day and the day after um, and I'm actually shocked myself because I've been I'm reached almost 3,000 views now and it's been out only a couple of days mm -hmm. and it's making a world of difference I, I had a comment under the video from YouTube that uh, uh, from a family in Denmark um, and then I had another uh, person reach out individually through uh, direct messaging on Instagram who was in Germany and was telling me and was saying how powerful the story was and all that and so uh it's it's really making a bigger impact than i could have ever imagined and i'm, I'm forever grateful for it you know well and I, I will say you know watching it myself and yeah i would never have known that and it's, it's a credit to you in terms of your, your filmmaking and your obviously your relationship with your mom i wouldn't have known that your mom was really was not a very public person or is that some kind of a little, little more nervous on camera because she she doesn't come across that way at all and actually i mean she just you know and and, and you do a great job of, of kind of clearly making her comfortable to, to share her stories and and uh yeah and and it's funny it's, it's a 24 minute film and 24 minutes of it and i feel like i know your mom like i've met her all my life and clearly I, I, i've never met her so it's uh mm -hmm. to, to the point too and it's actually my favorite point is you know she, she tells I think it's about halfway and she clearly you know these are emotional stories and she shares her mm -hmm. view and she gets a hug from her son which is actually just yeah i think that's like that point that yeah. you are you are everyone just wants to give her a hug because of yeah of everything that she's kind of relating and sharing so but no, it, it is a it's a fantastic film so we want to make sure that everybody's aware of it mm -hmm. um so we will do what we will do for with this podcast we'll share it out in the uh in the show notes we'll share a link but for anybody who's not yeah, able to get to those right away, where can they find Mrs. Quinn? Absolutely. It's on uh, YouTube and you can search Mrs. Quinn uh, and then in brackets is documentary. And I'm sure if you search it, it'll pop up. Otherwise, you can always go to my uh, YouTube channel, which is Q Visuals, uh, capital Q, capital B. Um, and it's got a black spinning logo. You, once you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> and uh, no, was this a was this a, a a class project or something through through the media studies program, or is this something that you just personally wanted to to put out and, and put together? Uh, it was a class project, but I've had this idea of making something probably since high school. Okay, and so it was kind of I was able to knock two birds with one stone <laughs> and get some credit for it, but also have it be kind of like a little bit of a passion project too. Yeah. So get the excuse to be able to go and make that, make that, that film. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, fantastic. Uh, John, thanks so much for taking the time to, to chat with me and uh, yeah. And finding, I was finding time out of your schedule to actually, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love this stuff, honestly. So yeah. I listen to podcasts all the time, so it'll be okay. kind of, odd hearing myself you know on the other end of it too <laughs> i'll probably be cringing when i when i hear this back but uh i'm sure i'm sure it'll be fine no no it's, it's, it's fantastic so again john quinn thank you for joining me and 
talking about all your myriad activities and and also sharing uh, some insight into your, your documentary, Mrs. Quinn, which again, available in show notes and also available on YouTube if you search Mrs. Quinn. So Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate this. Yeah, thanks again. And, and thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. You can find updates on student activities and achievements on the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. While you're there, be sure to subscribe for email updates on news, features, and videos from across Loris. We hope you'll join us for the next Dewhawk Digest. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Dewhawks.